0: The Powerful Nonsense Podcast. Learn everything you need to know to make a living outside the nine to five grind and crush it at life. You'll learn from inspirational guests and in-depth discussions. Go from employee to entrepreneur and start creating a life you love and still pay the bills. So here are your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. Let's get on with the show. This podcast is sponsored by the University of Northampton, the first UK university to be awarded the Ashoka U Changemaker Campus status in recognition for their commitment to social entrepreneurship. Here we are. Hello. Only two weeks till Christmas. Crimble. To the day. Here we are, Friday the 11th, for you guys. We're travelling through time again. Two weeks today is Christmas Day. I cannot bloody wait. And. We've only gone and recorded our Christmas special episode for you. So on Christmas Day, you're going to get an hour and 40 minute bonanza. With some of our favourite guests. Yes, it's going to be awesome. Well, it was awesome for us because we've recorded it. Um, but yeah, you're going to really, really enjoy it. Loads of value, loads of... Wine. Mulled wine. Mold wine. Loads of just <laughs> cheeriness. Christmas
1: festivities. Yeah.
0: Humble but pie. A bit of humble pie. Lots of humble pie. Um, mm-hmm. Some deep debate. Some deep deb- oh, It's ju- it's just really good, and it <laughs> flew by so quick for us. So I'm hoping it will kind of fly by. I hope. I don't know. Is that a good thing? But I hope you enjoy it anyway. But for those new to the show, we need to introduce ourselves. I am Wayne Ingram. And where have you been for how many years? Been doing this
1: now? Two Maybe years. Two. Where have you been? Where have you been? But I am Gemudis. <laughs>
0: Uh, And welcome aboard um, to Powerful Nonsense. Um, So today we're going to talk about empathy, compassion and how it applies to entrepreneurship.
1: Yep. And I think it's really fitting for this sort of time of year because I know all the charities definitely know that people are thinking about others at this time of year. You've got all these Christmas adverts, getting your emotions going. (laughs) There's all, all every single sign on the train has like a crying child telling you to <laughs> donate money It is one of those times of years where people are actually taking that. I guess it comes down to that sort mm. of having that downtime to actually think about other people for the first time. You're kind of yeah. switching yourself off for a bit. And I think that kind of makes you a lot more conscious of everybody around you.
0: Mm. And I think it's the the great thing about the sort of this time of year for that as well. is just that ability that, the fact that everybody can turn off and focus on family and friends for about a week. Um, it's just wonderful, and I think it just gets you back in tune with kind of what's important. I mm-hmm. think. I think we spend so much of the year just kind of busy. Yeah,
1: doing things <laughs>
0: trying to pay them bills, but everybody's mm-hmm. off work, so you can't really do anything. If you can't pay them bills by now, <laughs> you're kind of fucked for the then, next. Then week. you're invited over to Wayne's for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm in Birmingham. I'm at my parents' house, so. Uh, I can't open the door on their behalf. You, however, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> being
1: such a kind-hearted person as I am. <laughs> no, but I think that's really important. I do think that um, one of the main reasons why people probably don't show as much empathy or as much compassion to like their fellow human being is because of that idea that you're so busy throughout the year mm. that you just haven't got time to be thinking about other people. You're just yeah. thinking... I'm ab- I'm just about getting by myself, let alone trying to figure out how to help somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the major issues that we have today. And I do think that although we are through social media, all these different channels, we're way more conscious of problems happening. I think we're also just as more efficient to actually reject them. So our brains are like, there's a problem. OK, get over. It's like it's become so common now for us to see people consistently dying on the news. Yeah. Bombs going off, killing people. And although it affects us, it's got to be affecting us at some sort of level, mm. but I think at the same time there's such an input coming in that we're just as quickly to reject it, and so we actually, in some ways, we have to just sort of, like, turn off our ability to care for others.
0: You mean just to kind of get on with life? Kind of yeah, well, I think as well,
1: like, you, it, you, they say, well, you can't take everybody's woes on board because you're mm. just going to be massively depressed otherwise but at the same time it's like we're so exposed to so many things that are going on today I think sometimes we feel quite helpless that we can't do anything and so or we yeah there's always something you could be doing or somewhere you could be adding to it but a lot of the time like you say you're so busy just trying to keep your your own head above water Mm -hmm. that you don't actually feel that you can do anything about it yeah and so obviously for people who are like entrepreneurs and stuff like that or they kind of having trouble creating businesses I think it's really vital that you kind of have to actively put that time into your life Mm. because there are lots of issues, there are lots of problems out there and like we've seen that social entrepreneurship is something that's on a massive rise and it's this idea that actually you consider the problems of people and how you can solve them and Mm. around us there's loads of different problems. It doesn't mean having to go to a war zone but I think in your own neighbourhood there's issues that are going on and I think if we can get young people or entrepreneurs just to really... So to take that time to actually re-embrace this natural inbuilt system that is mm. compassion and empathy, I think it'll actually expose you to see that actually there are problems that need solving and there is profit to be made from them.
0: Yeah, and, and um, kind of on that, I don't want anyone to think that making... It's it's, it's that social entrepreneurship thing again and, and it's that... I, I think some people would get on their soapbox to hear someone say oh you know you can make profit from people's problems but Mm -hmm. that's all entrepreneurs do anyway Mm -hmm. really if you think about it it's just that social entrepreneurship is um, about targeting those specific problems which um, are affecting society on a deeper level and um, you know okay a company might be making profit off of the homeless but if it gets those homeless into homes, then is that such a bad thing? And I just want to kind of put that out there now, like, Mm -hmm. because I know, I mean, uh, my production company have had this issue. We had a little bit of feedback on our crowdfunding campaign from a few people who felt that, and, and the crowdfunding campaign is by no means an amazing campaign. It's our first go at it and it's not gone as well as I'd hoped it would. Um, But some of the feedback that we've heard is that some people feel that we are trying to profiteer off of a issue, issue, a a very important social issue, and that we're trying to use that just to make money. And that's not the case at all. But it's so easy to misconstrue what the intentions are, Uh, particularly when you do something like a crowdfunding campaign to try and get. A social enterprise off of the ground. Um, I, I mean, the the for me, my defence is well, you know, I have history both personally and secondary to mental health issues. So I know that it's important, and I'm not trying to profiteer from it. But the point is, is we're trying to do good and we do need money in order to do it. Mm -hmm. And if we make a profit, it means that we can do more good with
1: it. Charities have had this problem recently where it's kind of now it's like on their adverts. The first thing they sort of state is like
0: 100% of the money goes towards
1: helping this thing. And it's become and I think it's really true. And it's like, well, if there are these issues and you want these entrepreneurs who have this great creativity, great innovation, if you want them to kind of get involved in these kind of arenas then they need to see that it's a a, a profit-building thing. They're businessmen as well. Mm. But ultimately, they're not just going in and saying, okay, I'm going to make the money. Because these kind of issues are not something you go into to make the money. And that's what I think. When you have a social issue such as mental health, you're not going in. If anything, I I think that these social issues are actually the fire up people's butt to give them the passion to go and create a business out of it. They're not going in saying, okay, where do I see the biggest opportunity to make a load of money. I think that's what I love about the whole idea of social entrepreneurship. I think if you speak to any of anyone who's got a successful social, social venture, you'll see that underneath it, they'll probably have that backstory of, Oh, my family or someone in my family suffered from this, or I had a friend who died from that. And I think that's what really lights the fire underneath people. And it's not, It's not, I think, yeah, I think the whole conversation about whether it's for money or not is just an invalid one because ultimately people are not going to put effort and time into something that literally does not connect with them at some deeper level.
0: There's a lot of cynicism around making money these days. I think because of the financial crisis and everything, there's a lot of cynicism around anybody that makes any, any significant amounts of money. But I think the most successful people making money, and that's success with, uh, a capital S, um, you know, with lifestyle and happiness and a good family life and all that. Those people, the most successful people, are the ones that are doing it because they have that empathy. They have, they see those issues. They see those problems. Look at Richard Branson with, the, with uh, Virgin Airlines or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Hey, he had a shitty plane plane uh, journey, didn't he? Or and he like saw, that.
1: obviously, every other fellow passenger suffering because they yeah. couldn't now get home.
0: Right. And, okay, yeah, he's made a fair amount of money off of it, sure. But it was that empathy to go, this sucks, there's got to be a better way, and I think I know how to do it, so I'm buying your airline. <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to rent out a plane and get you guys home. Yeah. And and it's it's stuff like that, like. But I don't think anybody ever looks at Richard Branson and goes, "Oh, what a scumbag!" Because he's made loads of money. But I think that's because he communicates his empathy and his passions. Back in the day, everybody looked at Bill Gates, being like scumbag, richest man on the planet, scumbag. But now that he's doing charity work and and whatever, um, and philanthropic work, I think everybody sees the Gates completely differently.
1: Yeah, definitely. I just think it's. It's so important. I think it's just like how do we get how do we get young people and entrepreneurs to kind of see this sort of angle, mm-hmm. see that actually social causes could be like a great venture to sort of head down.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think as well, um, I'm going to throw in a Gary Vaynerchuk in there because this is one of my favourite things that he said. And I, don't, did he do a T-shirt? I wish he'd done a T-shirt. But when he was going on about cash is oxygen, mm-hmm. and I think it's so true, particularly with a social venture, because with a social venture, you're spending a lot more money on doing the good sometimes at the expense of actually making the money because it'd be much easier to put on, for, for my company, for example, put on a show that we know is going to sell really, really well rather than because it's, you know, a tried and tested script rather than trying something new for the sake of mental health mm-hmm. um, as an example. Um, but we're not. And so that requires a little bit more capital just in case it doesn't go the way that we'd hope it would because it's not so obvious to sell. And you're playing this subsidy game of um, putting money aside to make sure that we can do some good as well. Sometimes depends on your business structure, obviously, but let's not go into you know, different <laughs> business structures but the, the the point is 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 sometimes doing the good is at the expense of the money and and just i'm just trying to dispel the cynicism I think
1: I hope that our listeners are probably people who kind of understand that they're clever yeah, and <laughs> that's
0: true our our audience probably does understand that and probably. Preaching
1: to the choir. Yeah, probably hammering hammering home message that they're kinda of like, Yeah, I'm behind that already. But for me, it's kind of like how do we get people to because I think a lot of people struggle with the ideas and so I think if they can hone their empathy muscle mm-hmm. or their compassion for others, I think it'd be a great way to kind of really be able to expose themselves to a lot more opportunities mm-hmm. that are available out there. And so maybe it'd be good to kind of talk about some ways that we see that people can really start to reconnect with
0: that empathy for others. Before we do Do you think we're in a world where people are less empathetic?
1: You know, I think the opportunity to be empathetic is more and more, so much more available now. Mm -hmm. Like as I say, through social media channels and stuff like that, we can actually. The world is connected, so what Mm -hmm. once we could only see in our neighbourhood, the problems that were going on, we Mm -hmm. can now see every corner of the globe and see the issues. People, I think the other day I saw a post about somebody who literally brought ice ice um, blocks. An artist brought ice blocks into the middle of Paris to talk about how um, the ice caps were melting, and that was his statement through his art. And I thought, like. Back in the day, you wouldn't even have known that's happening if you only stayed in your own place. And so, I do think that nowadays we're we're definitely more exposed to the ability to be empathetic. But at the same time, we're also tr- we've also trained our brains to kind of just look. I've got to look out for me. I'm having my own issues, and I think that's one of the key key things to actually having empathy. I think a lot of people today we live in panic mode. We live in fear mode. We live in I need to get my- I need to survive myself. And I think mm. being in that state of mind which are kind of like process it's kind of always feels like a lot of pressures are on you and so I think it's very very difficult it's it's kind of funny like when I do a lot of volunteering and when I go it's always like older people who are volunteering and I always wonder to myself like have they got to a stage in their life where maybe they're they're retired or maybe they've got things covered they've got all their baselines covered and so sometimes I think that is it that young people are so like frailing around trying to I don't know be successful make money kind of survive get on their own two feet mm-hmm. that they don't take the time to actually think you know what I have got some time to give up to other people whereas mm-hmm. these adults they're kind of like all right I've got the house now everything's settled I've got my investments and so they yeah. actually now when they're in their 60s and 70s they can actually stop for a moment and think okay now how can I give back to others and I think mm-hmm. that I think nowadays it's so much more important that we can kind of get ourselves into that state and realise we can do both together. Yeah. And at the same time, volunteering could be a great way to really expose yourself to yeah. something that you want to actually change.
0: Well, I always think about, when it comes to this sort of stuff, I always think about uh, legacy. Mm-hmm. Um, and which I know for a 26-year-old is, um, you know, something that, you probably wouldn't be thinking about normally, but I always kind of think of, you know, the well, I could, heaven forbid, die quite young. And how do I want to be perceived if that should happen? You know, and I want to give back and I want to, um, because I mean, in my industry as well, when you look at you know, like celebrities and stuff, people that have become famous and then you hear about the fact that, you know, they don't respect their roots and whatever. I find that so tragic because I think it's the people around you that make you who you are quite often. And and so I want to give back even though I'm only 26 years old. And I think that puts you in such a different frame of mind because you start understanding where you've got it good and also on the flip side where others don't have it Quite so good, and that in itself builds your empathy because you're connecting with people that might need your help or could at least benefit from your help. Um, yeah, yeah, and I think it's a, it's
1: quite an important um debate to have actually because a lot of people say, like, well, don't volunteers, don't people are doing these things get a lot of good out of it? And I do think, yeah, legacy is great, like you say, to have a legacy, it means you feel good, you feel like you've had an impact on the world, and I think. Actually, part of our human nature is that these things naturally, whether that's some sort of human nature that's put into us, make us feel really, really good for doing it. And Mm. like I say, if you put on that play and somebody now has a new perspective on mental health, you're going to get something amazing out of that. But at the same time, you've delivered value and maybe you've made a profit so you can sustain yourself to go and do another thing. And I think that, I think, I think actually being compassionate, I think I was listening to a TED talk as well yesterday and he was sort of saying that really ultimately, we are naturally meant to be compassionate if you go back to the biology of it is it's actually survival it's kind of like I'll look out for you and by looking out for you it sustains my own genetic code which means that you all can go on and we can keep creating more of us as a tribe or whatever it is and so Mm. people say well isn't it quite uh, selfish in some ways or people you get something out of it because you're you're doing something good but i think that's the nature of how we've been we've been actually created actually we are made to help other people it makes us feel good so that we do more of it because it actually helps the whole
0: right there is no there is no such thing as a selfless act of course not no and and that can sound very cynical but i think it's a good thing we interrupt this broadcast of powerful nonsense to talk about our sponsors for the show first of all we've got to thank the university of northampton who've been sponsoring us for quite a while uh thank you to them for our support um if you are looking to go to university and you're thinking about setting up your own side gig as well your own business then i'd say northampton's probably the place to go Uh, They specialise in social entrepreneurship as well. So it's all about business with a social impact as well and good conscience. So check them out, northampton.ac.uk. So also, we've teamed up with Fiverr. Now, if you don't know what Fiverr is, it's like a creative marketplace where you can kind of like pay people a small sum of money just to maybe write a blog post on your behalf, design a blog header, design an Instagram image or whatever. Infographics, all that sort of stuff. Even jingles for your podcast if you're deciding you want to compete with us. <laughs> Prices literally start at a Fiverr. That's why it's called Fiverr. And $5. So if you're in the UK, that's what, like three quid? Mm-hmm. Which is pretty good. Sometimes they'll up it. But as a starting point, think five pounds. Head over to Fiverr.com. That's Fiverr with two R's on the end. fiver com. And when you get to your... Checkout. Checkout. That's the word I was after. You enter in the little coupon code... PN podcast, and we'll give you 20% off. How good are we?
1: Decent. See,
0: you tune in, we give you 20% off Fiverr. So, with that out of the way, let's go back to the show.
1: I think if anybody went and did volunteering with the homeless this Christmas, and then they had like a conversation, sat down with them for an hour, I think what that would do for their future reaction to homeless people would totally change their mind. And I think Mm -hmm. it's the same thing. It's like when somebody in someone's family gets cancer. And then for the next, whatever, how many, for the rest of the life, everybody in that family does a charity run. Like if the granddad gets cancer. Mm. Yeah. Everybody does a charity run for cancer. And I think that's the thing. It's like, it needs to affect us or we need to put ourselves in a situation where it gets to us on a way deeper level. It's not just mm. a quick surface level. I like the post. It's actually delving into the issue, experiencing yeah. it fully yeah. and actively listening to all the problems that it actually involves.
0: Yeah. Well, again, I kind of think of Me with mental health, like it's in terms of um, social issues that I'm passionate about is mental health. I've lost colleagues to mental health. I have dealt with mental health myself. I have seen family and friends deal with mental health. Like it seems to be a very solid through line for my life is mental health. Um, And so I'm passionate about it. Um, I haven't been directly affected by cancer, touch wood. Um, And I know people that have, and they care more about cancer than they do mental health. And that's fine. And, And it's understanding that different things affect everyone in different ways as well. And I think we can get so blinkered by kind of, well, this is important to me, so it should be important to you as well. And that's not necessarily the case. Um, That's not to say that you shouldn't try and make a difference. I think if everybody focuses on different things, we can make the world a much better place. But at the same time, I think you've just got to be aware of when is too much and what is effective rather than just ramming things down people's throats, I think is, is not necessarily the way to go.
1: It does feel like super empowering to get somebody else to care about. So mental health is like you say, you're putting on a play because you effectively want somebody else to care about mental health as much as you and go away and maybe go volunteer or maybe go spread the word themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think the thing for me is that I think a lot of people nowadays are just so sort of like stuck in their own problems, their own head. And yeah, that's fair enough. They need to work through those problems. But at the same time, I think it's super like actually empowering to give a crap about something, like to actually yeah. really, really care about something. Yeah. Like I started this podcast because I generally really, really cared about young people. And I was thinking if I can somehow empower young people to go out and do the things they want to do, mm-hmm. it makes me feel extremely good. It's the reason why I keep doing the podcast because mm-hmm. I actually, this is a cause that really is close to my heart. And it's affected me myself, like I say, through the whole being unemployed and stuff when I finish university. And so I just think that, for somebody who who kind of feels like they they don't know where they're going or don't know where they what their focus is, I think to have something that you care about now will actually give you so much stimulation and so much like innovation and ideas to go out and do all kinds of things. And I've been around so many like young entrepreneurs recently because I've been doing a lot of filming for this NT one hundred project, and it's just you see these young people and the kind of problems that they're solving and the innovation they're coming out with just because they've met somebody who had a huge p- problem and it really hit them in their heart, it hit them in their, And they thought there's got, to, like you say, that whole thing about there's got to be a better way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, what's important It's it, even just like you go and volunteered for like, I don't know, six months or something and just kept jumping around to different projects. Yeah, Eventually you're going to say, wait a minute, why is it done that way? Why do people care about it this way? Everybody who I spoke to has seen this problem. And soon enough, which happens with all kinds of things, all kinds yeah. of business ventures, the problem is told to you by the person and then you can go away and maybe find a pro- find a way of solving it. And I think that's the key of entrepreneurship. That's what social entrepreneurship is all about. It's like, there are probably loads of tiny little ways that people are doing things that could be so much better. And you might just solve that. And then suddenly you've opened up this huge idea and you're doing a business that makes you feel great yeah, because of what you're doing.
0: Yeah. And it pays the bills as well. Exactly. And again, I don't think that's, that's a bad thing at all. Um, Technology and empathy. You've kind of touched on social media a fair bit. You kind of seem to be very down on social media today. Down, <laughs> You're like um, social media, screw you and em- social media and empathy. Um, not, not particularly because
1: I don't. I, as I say, like I don't want to bowed mouth social media because I generally think it's had some extremely good effects on people. I think the fact that nowadays actually a lot of people in their jobs are kind of like not so happy with what they're doing is because suddenly they see all these world issues and they say, well, all I'm doing is moving one paper to that file, to that file, or maybe Mm -hmm. I'm just inputting some data and I don't feel, but I'm seeing all these massively problematic social issues going on. So in some ways, I think social media is super effective. I think it's made people super conscious of all the problems that are there. And I think that's why a lot of people nowadays are wanting a lot more meaning in their work. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's kind of like, well, yeah, I see what I see what's going on there, but I can't do anything. So maybe I'll just share that post. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's kind of like, how can you go on these sort of like empathy adventures where you can kind of just delve into that a little bit more? How can you? If you've seen the problem in Syria, there are loads of Syrians who have come to the UK who are actually in refugee centers right now who need somebody to teach them, help them learn English, to help them integrate into society. Mm -hmm. So that's you taking it one little step further than the Facebook like. And for me, that could be hugely empowering. Not only are you going to feel great by doing something like that, but you might then see a problem and say, Do you know what? I'm going to start my own social enterprise where we upskill refugees. And suddenly you've got a business Mm -hmm. and people are funding you. And then you're winning awards for helping people, but you're doing something that now it's not that job in the office where you didn't feel very satisfied. It's actually giving you so much energy, so much enthusiasm for what you do. And suddenly you've, you've solved the problem and you're making a profit. And that's what I think is so powerful about it. It's like, yeah, if you see something on social media that it might just be a little pull on your heartstrings, but then take that little kind of impetus to go and take a little delve a little bit deeper. That's what I think people really need to do. Mm
0: -hmm. And do you think, um, with social media, because everybody's kind of posting their highlight reels and their perfect little lives, that's actually making it more difficult for us to be empathetic and compassionate and kind of seeing what's really going on.
1: In the same way that I've said before that, obviously, the danger of, say, social media is that they do kind of hope they kind of like hone you to stay who you are because you're only receiving i mean it's already you got that on edge rank which is um, facebook's algorithm is going to force you to only see things that are relevant relevant to you at that time so you might be someone who's massively into cars yeah all you're going to see is cars 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 and so Mm -hmm. i think in some ways the danger of social media is that it keeps you very confined to whatever you're already interested in Mm -hmm. so yeah that's the sort of danger i see in social media is the idea that it will help you become super individualized to yourself and not help you to kind of branch out into other things and I think some people do probably do that just to defend themselves they don't want to take on the world's woes they don't want to see what could be going on and they don't want to feel bad because they feel like they can't do anything about it and some people say i don't want to see that picture of those people don't share that with me like don't i don't want to see it i don't want to know what's really going on stuff like that which is a choice they need to make but i think at the same time i think we're human beings we're kind of trying to help each other we want to make this world a better place so if we can add our own little way of helping then it's only going to be a good thing
0: we're gonna have to start wrapping up Mm -hmm. um is there anything you want to touch on before we do that we've not touched on
1: not particularly for me it's just that i think i guess this is at the end of the year but maybe just going into the new year just to really whether it's just volunteering an hour of your time whether it's just taking a moment to kind of Go a little bit deeper on a subject, go and do a little bit more research than what you see on the surface level and mm. or maybe just allowing yourself to have a little bit of time where you can go and give something back to somebody. I think, I mean, for anybody, even if you don't want to start a business, it's going to have a massive impact on how you feel. You're going to have a lot more like, I mean, positive self-regard for other people, first of all and it's just who knows if you are an entrepreneur and you want to have ideas i think just go out and expose yourself to everything go Mm -hmm. go see all the problems that are in your backyard already but you don't Mm -hmm. see and who knows out of that could become a great idea that you can really take you into the next year and really energize you Mm
0: -hmm. yes check out as an example actually check out pencils of promise Mm -hmm.
1: um
0: they're a great i think they're a charity, not a social enterprise.
1: I'm not too sure.
0: I think they're a charity. but um, That came out from a guy going over to, I think it was Ghana, and uh, he asked some children uh, if you could have one thing in the world, what would it be? And they said, a pencil. Um, so that they could draw, write, do whatever, learn, yeah. learn, create ideas, and a whole business which is really successful now, massive, yeah, really successful, was kind of grown out of it, and that was just purely from exposing himself to um, various issues which were not in his backyard. In this case, he's an American guy, um, but to have that compassion and that empathy and that curiosity as well, just to find out really what. What do these people want? Not just what do they need, but what do they want?
1: That's such an important point. I think that is the key there is they he asked the kids, look, what do you need? Mm-hmm. And out of that, all right, a pencil. But what does that pencil now lead to? It means that I need education. Mm-hmm. I want to be creative. And well, I think they now
0: build schools and all sorts. Exactly.
1: Man. And that's what I'm saying. So it all starts with you being able to find a, an issue and actually just get talking to people and really actively listen to what they need. Mm-hmm. And maybe you'll find a way to solve that.
0: So there we have it. Another powerful nonsense in the bag. Aye. Building up for Christmas. want to thank you guys for tuning in. been a great episode. Any final thoughts, Jem, quickly?
1: Um, No final thoughts, but I was just thinking, obviously, on the whole idea that you, if somebody wants to get involved in like volunteering in the new year and they're based in the UK, there's two great charities, um, one being Inspired.com, which is for under 25-year-olds, and uh, doit.org, which obviously volunteering opportunities for all ages so I'll just say check that out experience something new expose yourself to something that challenges you <laughs> give it a go
0: absolutely so I want to thank you guys once again for tuning in this week to Powerful Nonsense and if you want to hit us up between shows you can do it on the Twitters p.m. underscore podcasts, or hit us up on Facebook. We need some Facebook likes from you guys. So head on over to Facebook, search for Powerful Nonsense Podcast and you will find us there sharing articles, blogs and our episodes as well right to your feed. Thanks very much, guys. We will catch you next time. See you next week. See you later.